this is it. It's time for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, where you can escape the muggles in your life for almost, but not quite, 30 minutes. This podcast is sponsored by the Four State Geocaching Society and was recorded at Digital Planet Studios near Joplin, Missouri. Now let's welcome our host, Where Is It Now? Hey guys, welcome back. It's time for the Where Is It Now? Geocaching Podcast. You know, if you accidentally clicked on this and you have no idea what geocaching is, just hang on. It's okay. You're in the right place. Because I can only imagine that you have kids that are stuck on their computers and their phones and their Xboxes, etc., and you can't get them out of the house. And maybe, if we're really honest, we can't get you out of the house either. This is going to give you an opportunity to enjoy something with your friends, your kids, and guess what? Even people you haven't met yet are waiting to do this hobby with you. How about you guys that have been geocaching for a while? Are you meeting new people? Or are you still out there by yourself? I'll never forget when I first started. I honestly can't remember without looking if it was 2011 or 2013. But I remember I went and got my first geocache. And somewhere I read that there were events. And I thought, yeah, I need to do that someday. I need to go meet other people. But the truth is, I skipped the first event or two that were really close to my house, by the way just because I was nervous to meet other people. And then I remember the first event I went to, I tried to hang around the back and not get noticed. Kind of like you do at church or school, you know, when you're just kind of getting to know people and you're not sure how to act and what to say. And you don't want to feel, you don't want to seem like you're brand new and yet you're totally brand new. It's okay. I was there, we were all there, but here's what I can tell you about geocachers. We're a friendly bunch, and if we could have anything we wanted in the world, it would be to meet new people and tell them about geocaching and then take them out and show them how cool it is. If you kind of shook your head yes to, yeah, I've been doing it for a while, but I don't really know other people, it's time now. It's time to find an event and go hang out and meet some new people. It's pretty easy on your geocaching app, no matter which one you use, you can filter down to events only so that all you see on the map are events. And they're red, by the way. The map pin's gonna be red, so it's a different color. And you can then look all around you. Now, depending on where you live, uh, events may be a little further away from you than you think you want to drive, but you're wrong. You do want to drive. You do want to go there. How far is too far? Mm, I don't know, but I'll tell you what's normal. An hour each way? No big deal. Hop in your car, take somebody with you if you want to, and go meet some brand new people. I promise you, after a couple of these little get-togethers, you'll be happy you did. I have a friend that doesn't like the beach. Can you believe that? Do you know anyone else that doesn't like the beach? He doesn't really care for sand or, you know, the ocean, waves, 
all the things that I just find so calming and so awesome. I'm telling you that because, guys, I'm still at the beach. And I love it here. I love the beach. Uh, it's dark right now, so I can't see really anything but i'll wake up in the morning and there it will be again and i've said i've described it to you before turquoise water bright blue skies fluffy white clouds waves crashing on the beach it's just a wonderful place to be and you add all that to the fact that all i have to do is get in my car and i can go find geocaches nearby so i'm pretty excited to still be down here um, I did go get uh, some adventure caches today. I drove over to Pensacola, Florida, which is about an hour and a half from me, and had uh, lunch with one of my daughters. And also, she cuts hair, so she cut my hair, which was definitely needed. We had lunch, and then uh, she had to go do some things. She didn't bring my granddaughter with her, which it's okay, because my granddaughter is still breaking my heart. You know why? Do you remember? She quit geocaching. Why would anybody quit geocaching? Well, I don't know if she's outgrown it or outgrown me, but so far we're still at a geocaching standoff. Or standstill, maybe. I don't know. But I went, and I got some cool Adventure Lab caches today, and I'm really loving getting those. And these today were not just you know, go to the place, find the thing, get credit for it. It was really interesting. So it was a cemetery called St. John's Cemetery, and it's a pretty historic place. And there was a couple of things in there that would have meant more to people from this area, like the mayor uh, or a mayor being buried there. But here's what really did it for me. I am a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs football team. And in Kansas City, it's very common to do a thing called the tomahawk chop. In fact, I, I've learned now that it's common anywhere that a team is named after a tribe of Indians or the chiefs, you know, like the Seminoles, for instance. And anyway, what's the point? Buried in this cemetery is the creator of the tomahawk chop. And his tombstone is really interesting because it's got a, I don't know if it's gold, but it's brass colored or gold colored. It's an arrow that is shot through his tombstone from left to right, so the kind of the width. And then there's a, a little bit of a paragraph, and there's actually a little plaque there talking about uh, his history with the football team, not the Chiefs, but I think it was the Seminoles, but I'm not sure, and how he created this and how many teams use it today. So I took a picture of it so I can put it in the Facebook page and let you guys see it if you're a Chiefs fan or uh, another franchise that uses the job. I thought that was interesting. I also got a cache that was just kind of a traditional cache there. It, it was a uh, just a key holder, and it was attached to um, one of those big green electric services, okay? Here's what was interesting about it, and here's why I'm even bothering to tell you about it. Guys, I'm in Florida, and this was in a, a, outside of a town called Holt, Florida, H-O-L-T, which is just off of um, Interstate 10. And I'm traveling from the Destin area to the Pensacola area, 
And there's a lot of, there's a highway that runs alongside the interstate that has sporadic geocaches. And I saw Holt, I think, to the north of me, but these caches were to the south. And I decided to go south, and there's one there that I've DNF'd. Well, I only DNF'd it once, but I've been there three or four times and can never find it. I pulled in there, and the grass was about five feet tall. Okay, I'm exaggerating. It was about, well, it was probably two feet tall. And so I gave up on that when I'm in shorts, and I thought, I'm not going to go through all that. And I went to the next cache, and I found it. And the last person had DNF'd it, and I found it. It was, it was fairly simple to find. But here's the big news. Well, at least it was big for me. I open up the baggie. I pull out the log. Guess who I see? Guess whose name I see? The same name I see everywhere I go in the country. Our friends Wooden Block from Webb City, Missouri, who live about one mile from me. It doesn't seem to matter where I go. They have already gotten the cash that I'm stopping at. And because they do have a lot more caches than me, but not enough to have gotten all the caches, we seem to pull over for the same types of geocaches in the same areas. I think I said it on another podcast. I've seen their name in Angleton, Texas, which is down almost to the coast south of Houston. I've seen their name. I'm trying to think if, well, I've definitely seen them in Tampa and now here. I don't know if I saw them in New York. I saw them in Ohio, uh, Michigan, maybe. Certainly Kansas and Missouri. Anyway, wooden block. I'm I'm hot on your footsteps. I I'm trying to find all the caches that you have found. It's so it's so much fun to see your name somewhere, so far away from both our homes. Let me tell you about why I'm playing this music in between thoughts. I'm actually recording this episode over a series of days. And because I'm on vacation, I want to spend my days out in the sun, on the beach, at the pool, on the golf course, and of course, geocaching. So I'm trying to find some moments here and there to get some thoughts down on the podcast. And consequently, because sometimes there's two days in between these recordings, I don't always talk about the same thing when I come back as when I left. So I'm playing the music in between just to make it not so abrupt. Last night I was thinking about geocaching and some of the ways that make it more fun for me. And I think you can see that I'm not the only one because Groundspeak creates these different challenges like the reach the peak and you know the all, all the different things like that that they give us so that not only we are finding geocaches but we're getting points and we're getting to compare that to the points that our friends are getting so in essence they that's their attempt at gamifying the sport or the hobby of geocaching well i have a thought about gamifying geocaching to a new level here's my idea we get ron or spirit guide at geogo and nick at cashly to add something to their apps that gamifies geocaching and here's what it would look like 
Now, to, tell, to explain it better, let me tell you about an app I had for going out to dinner. And it was an app, and I honestly can't remember what it's called, and I don't have it anymore, but it was an app for going out to dinner. And what happened is it looked like a little slot machine. And when you would press the spin button, it would spin three wheels. One was about the price, like, you know, $1 sign, $2 sign, three, and maybe up to four. And then the next one was sort of the type of food, like is it Italian, is it Chinese, is it Mexican? And then the last one, I have, I'm having a hard time remembering what the last wheel was, but it was something. And when it stopped spinning, it would choose, it would give you the name of a restaurant, and I would go to that restaurant and eat, because it would take me to places that I wouldn't normally go to and get me out of the rut of doing what I always do. Well, what if we did the same thing with the geocaching apps and we put in there a, a wheel that randomly chose a geocache based on uh, different criteria, sort of like the slot machine or a spinning wheel or something. And when it stopped, it landed on a geocache and then the idea was you had X amount of time to go get that geocache. And when you got the geocache, you got points. And these points could be compiled by the app and you could, in essence, uh, compare that to the points of your friends that also use that app. So on GeoGo, you could compare your points with the people that use GeoGo. And with Cashly, the same thing. It's always possible that they could share a database between the two of them, I think. One of the cool things about this, and I'm talking to uh, Ron and Nick at the moment, one of the cool things is now you would have something to get people to use your app instead of the geocaching official app. And so I know I'm one of those people, I use all the apps, but but when it comes down to things like reach the peak i'm obviously using the official app so i look at it as a way to start the gamification of geocaching but unlike something like munzee or pokemon where you're doing something at the same time as you're geocaching this would actually get you out to geocache more well that's my crazy thought what do you guys think does it sound like a good idea? Is it dumb? Have you got thoughts of things you could add to this idea and help flesh out what gamification would look like in uh, Ron or Nick's apps? I think it would be cool. I think it would be something to think about. And uh, I'm always looking for more interesting ways to geocache. If you have ideas about something that would make this better or to help flesh out this idea, then send me an email to podcast at whereisitnow.org or send us a, a private message at Instagram, uh, whereisitnow underscore podcast, or hit me up in Facebook, any way you want to contact me. Guys, I'm going to go find some geocaches, and you should too. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast. Please subscribe. Rate us five stars in your reviews and tell your friends about the podcast. Now, be good lads and lassies and go and find a geocache.